Hey guys, we're back with another episode of Double Shot of Catharsis. This is Jen. Hey, this is Beth. And go ahead, girl, take it away. Okay, so I wanted to let you guys know that I'm going to read from some notes that I have today because um, we're going to be talking about triggers and um, I know that's kind of a slang word a lot of kids use it you'll see it in a lot of memes but um it really is a real thing and um having having gone through trauma being in a situation you know will trigger you like real quick Beth I want to add that like the reason uh, we thought this would be a good idea for this episode is because after doing the first episode we were both in a pretty rough place for a few days. Um, brought up a lot of stuff, and, and Beth had the idea, you know what, hey, let's let's talk about this, and I think it's a great topic. So go ahead. Sorry, girl. Yeah, no, please interrupt me. I want you to. Um, <laughs> I think you, both Jen and I, had a reaction to the first episode, and <laughs> this episode needs a trigger warning. <laughs> Every episode is probably going to, if if you've experienced any kind of abuse, uh, you know, we, we try to focus here on partner abuse, but um, we had a both, we both had a really strong reaction after taping yeah. or, or recording this first episode. Yeah, we um, brought a lot of stuff up for both of us. So I think we were both really angry, um, not at how it went, but just... I don't know. I don't know how to say it. We were it, angry at the experiences that have brought us to that point, maybe. Yeah, probably. And then the the very next day, my dad had a heart attack. Yes. And it was here at the house. And um, all of a sudden, I became really aware that to some extent, we can control our reactions. And to some extent, we can't. And um, very true. I'm not a brain expert, so I'm not going to be spouting a lot of facts. Yeah, neither of us are professionals in any way, you know, but we're, we're going off of lived experience. What works for us, what we're willing to try to, I don't know, better ourselves to, to in the healing process, so. And I would love to have a brain expert on here. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would love to interview you know, somebody that has done a lot of research with how our brains can recover from trauma. Um, yeah. On that note, that's, that is a great idea, Beth. And on that note, anybody listening, if you know somebody, a psychiatric, a neurological professional of any kind who might be willing to uh, let us interview them to, you know, be a guest on the, the podcast sometime, um, let us know. Uh, we will be giving our email address today. Uh, and uh, also sharing some phone numbers and, and stuff like that. So go ahead. Sorry, Beth. <laughs> sure. No. Yeah. Again, interrupt me, Mama. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> see, aren't we used to saying sorry all the time? Oh, that needs to stop. <laughs> That's an episode in itself. And I, I didn't wear any makeup today or do my hair. And I almost apologized. Uh, like, no. I get it. No, you're just going to get no makeup, hair, Fluffy Beth today. I'm Dude, sorry. You I woke up late. Girl. I just woke up late, so that's what you get. All right. 
All right. So I started to think about um, going through trauma and, and being triggered, I guess I would say. And I, I wrote down these things. I wrote down that the memories in my brain start to have no timeline. I can walk into a certain place and I'm right back in a certain year. Um, like when I walked into the hospital to go to the ICU to see my dad. Um, it could have been 2009, the second that I walked through those doors. Um, it's, it's a sense of high alert and I feel it and it goes on and on and on. And I, I, I don't get to fly out of there. I don't get to run away. Um, if I, if I can remove myself from the situation though, if it's possible to walk out for a minute and it doesn't have to be a hospital, it could be, uh, sitting in a room with somebody that hurts you when once, you know, in your life. Um, and you say, I just need to you know, run to the bathroom. Um, if I can get a hold of myself to do it, I can get out of that way of thinking. And that's taken a lot of years of group therapy mm -hmm. and some simple mindfulness exercises. And, and also admitting that I needed to stop self-medicating and that I needed an, a doctor to prescribe some medication for me. Those things were all really helpful. Yes. Medications can be good. Well, but it's not a only, only, you know, way to do things. It's you know, everybody has different thoughts on medications, but they go hand in hand. They're best used when they go hand in hand with other things like therapy and, you know, just self-care. Right. And that's so hard for moms. Oh, absolutely. Because we just, I don't, I never heard of that, um, that scenario of, I never applied it to everyday life of putting my oxygen mask on first before mm -hmm. putting on my child's oxygen mask, like they say for you to do on an airplane. I yeah. never did that. Right. It was always everyone else before me. And, you know, in some of our situations, it was the kids or, you know, typically it was the, the abuser who had to be tended to first. Right. You know, but, you know, I've heard multiple people just in the week since we've recorded the first episode, you know, remind me if you can't, if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else. I know it's okay to be, and, you know, people will say that's being selfish, but, you know, mm -hmm. it's not really selfish. And even if it is, that's okay. You know, you need to take care of yourself. So you can do the other things that, that you need to do. So if there's, let's say there's somebody that's listening to this right now. Um, and hey, glad you're here. <laughs> yeah. Double shot of catharsis. What up? <laughs> um, <laughs> and you are thinking about leaving your partner. And having that first conversation of, you know, I can't do this anymore. I've tried to make it work. And. I've tried to talk to you about this a hundred times and I want to leave or I want you to leave. That is an extremely daunting task and could throw anybody into a tailspin. Um, the first thing I would say is awesome. Do it. If you know, talk to somebody about it and write that stuff down, go in there with a letter and read your letter because if you've been in trauma, you, you're 
thoughts are going to get all jumbled up. And there's nothing wrong with that, but having notes to read off of will help you so much. Yes, absolutely. I, I know, and, and we've talked about this some, I know for me, you know, with my ex-husband, especially when it first started coming up, um, he would be betting into me about something. And I would have these words, you know, what I wanted to say in my head, but then the reaction would start and I would lose those words and everything. My brain would scramble and all I could do was cry because I was so angry that I could not make that brain mouth connection. Anybody who knows me now knows how crazy that is, but <laughs> <laughs> never really thought of you as having been at a loss for words. Who is that, Jen? I don't know her. <laughs> it's a sickness sometimes. <laughs> so, but continue with what you were saying. You know, I read your notes. You made some really great points, girl. Well, um, what, what I told Jen about earlier today was um, was leaving our shared ex when when I wanted to leave him and I knew that I had to. I was lucky enough to have a place to go. I was able to go to my parents, but it still didn't make it any easier to say the words. And so I agreed to couples counseling and then agreeing to couples counseling became my out. I, I, I realized that if I could write the letter and I could read the letter to him in front of this counselor in a safe, in a safe place, then I wouldn't be scared. And I could get it out and there would be somebody there. And it's not, he didn't hit me. It's not like I thought he was going to hit me if I told him, but it's still an abuser. He's, he's still someone that I was scared of. Absolutely. A legitimate fear. Your fears are legitimate. Even if you don't have bruises on your face right now. Absolutely. So, um, once I was able to leave him, um, it, took it took a long time and I won't tell you how long it took because I don't want to leave anybody feeling like just totally deflated for how long it took me but um, your brain can be fixed your brain can be rewired through the trauma and and your brain will enjoy it can can I pause for a second Beth and say that you know maybe in a later episode, you know, down the road, I think it would be very helpful for some people possibly to know how long it took you, how long <laughs> it took me. And if you're not ready right now, that is absolutely fine. But, you know, I think there's this misconception that, you know, from people who've never been through it say, well, why didn't you just leave? It's yeah. not that easy because, you know, you are devalued and you're made to feel worthless and, you know, you were put in a situation where you don't have options mm -hmm. you know, you don't know where you can go. And I think it might be helpful to somebody to know that it takes time. It's a process. It's, it's not always just saying, okay, I'm going to leave the first time you realize things, you know, and then just leaving. So on your terms, on your time, when you're ready, you know, I yeah. think that's something we're sharing later on. Yeah, it, it is. And it's hard to talk about. Oh, hell yeah, girl. Like, <laughs> the, um, the group that, that I'm a part of that, that helped me recover from the trauma, um, you know, one of the things they do is have you tell your story in front of people. And I've never done that. 
um, because I am afraid of timelines. <laughs> yeah, valid. Yeah. So, but I, I will. I, I think the more comfortable we get in this podcast, the more I'll be willing to share. But suffice it to say now that um, willingness was really important to me. I, I, I was willing to go through any type of darkness that I had to go through because I knew that it was better than the one that I had already been in. So if there was a chance that I could see some light, then I would do it, even if it took me a long time to do it. And I'm not saying that I'm healed now, but um, I was willing to go through whatever I needed to go through to rebuild my life. Yes. I have talked way too much. So Jen. No, you're fine. You're fine. (laughs) What I was going to say was, you know, pain can be comfortable because it's familiar. I know. And, and taking that first step into something that is unfamiliar and certainty. I mean, it's terrifying because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't, you, you don't know at least when you're sitting there, you know, in survival mode, you know, mm-hmm. being screamed at and just being beat, you know, whatever the situation may be, it is comfortable because it is familiar and you know, what's going to happen next. You know, I know the love bombing, you know, and the, I'm so sorry. And, you know, maybe the presence mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever happens after those situations, you know, it might be good for a minute and you know, what's going to happen. And that's easier. Even when it's miserable, you know, it's more comfortable because you know, and that's a big issue. That's a big issue for a lot of survivors. <laughs> so (laughs) when you said that just now it it kind of I this is so sick when you laugh at at some of the some of the ridiculousness of 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 how an abuser will treat you Mm -hmm. but maybe maybe this is part of it maybe it's okay to laugh at at some of some of the gifts and I know we have never talked about this yeah person to person Uh uh-huh um, you did send me a picture once though. And I, and I don't know if it's even appropriate to do this. Girl, do whatever you need to do. If, if, it, if it was something I sent you and all <laughs> of that, you know, it's fair game. I'm, you know where I am with this. I will open myself up however I need to, if it's, you know, going to help in our healing process and maybe help some other people. <sighs> okay. I'll do it. So the last, the last gift that our ex ever gave me was a plug-in griddle, girl. <laughs> yeah. Was that a plug-in griddle? I mean, it was a plug-in. It was a plug-in griddle. You know. To, yeah. No, I know. I think I used it a couple of times uh, to make some French toast, yep. and make some bacon, yep. and, and that was gonna fix things. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Right. The plug-in griddle. And I even bought another one. Like, just because it was my own. Like, I was leaving that griddle there, but I did kind of like it. But I wasn't going to use that one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I sent you a picture recently of, it came up, you know, that stupid time hop on Facebook. And right. I posted this picture. He had run to the gas station one night, and he came back with a, a ball cap that I would never wear, but it was for me. It said, boss, and then two Snickers bars, one that said, trouble, and I don't remember what the other one was. Hot that, that was a gift after one of his episodes. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah. I thought it was so sweet at the time. I think my post, well, so I know he's thinking of me when he's not around. Right. Now, what is that? You know, but that's where you are. That's, that's where you are at that point. You, you hold on to any little acknowledgement, any little, you know, oh, maybe there is hope. And you heard me, mm-hmm. but I see these changes in him. I see the effort. Well, so I, he put forth just enough effort. And to... stroke that ego. Tell him what a good job he did. Thank you for yeah. thinking of me, baby. Yeah. That's exactly what I did. I would always tell him about the progress he was making. <laughs> I know. And that's the fixer in me. I know. That's the, the social worker's, you know, heart or curse, you know. We fix people. I don't know. No, That's what we want to do anyway. It doesn't matter if it's yeah. a griddle or a Snickers bar or a diamond ring. That doesn't fix it. No, that it doesn't. doesn't fix it. It's not even a really good band-aid. But I would love to hear what some of some of those other gifts were out there. If you if you've gone through that and you find a little bit of humor in it now, maybe you're past it enough. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's the realization of, oh, that was what he was doing when he bought me X and such. Yeah. Or she was. She was trying to to buy me off, to trying to soothe me, put that Band-Aid back on there. Maybe it wasn't a griddle for you. I would love to hear what it was. So here's where you plug, here's where you plug our email. Yes. So I, okay. <laughs> right now and something just fell beside me. I have no what I, idea what it was and it. That sent me through the roof. Um, all right. Uh, the email, our email address is double shot of catharsis at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to, to send in emails. Uh, we're, we're still new to this app. We're still new to all of this. So figuring out, you know, better ways of communication. And, you know, there will come a point where, you know, we'll take callers. We'll, you know, do, do some live uh, or more live, I guess, not fully live, but, you know, Stuff that's more immediate, um, where we can check the emails or the messages that come in as you know quickly as possible. So, and we'll get better um, audio equipment. Yes, promise. We will get better audio equipment for sure. <laughs> so, I do have a couple of other phone numbers I want to share. Um, let me open up my notes here. Uh, some of the information that we got. Uh, on PTSD, um, or PTSD.va.gov website, and also uh, the uh, National uh, Mental Health. It's a nimh.nih.gov. Um, you can get all kinds of information on PTSD there, symptoms, uh, even how to help a family member, a loved one, a friend who's experiencing PTSD, what you can do to help in their healing process. And we also uh, will make a point to start putting this on every episode. Uh, So one of the National Domestic Violence Crisis Lines, uh, the phone number is 1-800-799-7233. So that that is something that is definitely, you know, needed. Um, their website, uh, I don't know if anybody has ever been on any of the, you know, women's shelters or, uh, domestic violence websites. Um, they have a feature where if you are at home and your abuser is there, 
you can um, escape the website and it'll close it out of the browser just one click. If they come in and start looking around at what you're doing online, it's just gone. They won't know that you were looking at this website. And th that's not okay, by the way. That is abuse when, yeah. when your partner wants to see your phone, wants to look at your history, wants to read your texts. You know, hovers over you. Wants when to share. Putting, yeah. When they start putting spyware on your stuff. Oh, yeah, that's not okay. Yeah, if they want to share a Facebook account with you, that might seem cute, but it's controlling. Yeah. And it's... Now, not in every case. Not in every okay, case. Okay, that's right. I know. I have known people, you know, couples who do have a shared Facebook account for family things. Okay. But then they also have individual accounts, you know, whatever. But it's kind of a pink flag to me. It's a, it's a great, it's a, it's an area I'm not too keen on. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. I would probably uh, Absolutely, it. I get that. It's not something I would yeah. ever do. But, you know, if it's a family page, whatever, where you're just posting family stuff, but, you know, you still have your own, you still have freedoms, you know, then, you know, that, that's kind of one of those mm -hmm. fine lines there, I think. You know, we're not trying to shove everything into, you know, this is this or that is I that. I guess. We can get into a flame yeah. war over it later. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no. So, but uh, so what are some of the things that you've been doing um, lately to, you know, manage your PTSD? What, what were some things that you found um, specifically this, this past week that may have helped you, like, regroup after the first episode? Um, let's see. So I have this book that... I read called The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown, and mm -hmm. it's really good. She's amazing. She has a ton of TED Talks, and she talks a lot about vulnerability and shame and guilt. And um, I mean, I could just read any page out of this book and open it up at any time. And it's relevant. And it's relevant to me, and it, and she's she's amazing. I love her so much. Um, I yeah. uh, let's see. Uh, I do a lot of breathing exercises, and this is something that you can do with a child who's experiencing anxiety, or you can do it yourself. Um, there's that five senses um, exercise. I don't know if you've ever done it, Jen, where you where you, um, you name things that you can see, touch, taste, smell, and hear all around you. And it just brings you back into the present moment. So I, I've not even heard of that, but that sounds actually really amazing. I'll have to remember that. So you, you, it's a mindfulness exercise where, you know, I hear the cicadas chirping. I see the leaves uh, blowing through the wind. I smell my stinky feet from a long day of work. <laughs> um, I'm doing what's around me. Um, yeah. I can taste, you know, my coffee. Um, just anything to get you back to where you are and into a more normal brain wave rhythm. Absolutely. I, that's, that's definitely a fantastic, you know, idea. Uh, I'm glad you shared that because I, I honestly hadn't heard of it. Um, I think for me, one of my biggest things is, you know, making sure I take time to work on, you know, my art. 
mm-hmm. I making people, you know, you being oh, one of the biggest ones, you know, I've got this really amazing support system, you know, y'all my unicorns, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, that, that, that thing that I showed you guys, that group of unicorns is called a blessing. It is 100% accurate and that I call you guys my unicorns is, is perfect because you guys are a blessing to me. I know you guys have gotten me, me through all of this. I know my, you know, middle of the night freakouts and not being able to sleep, you know, which is also a, a symptom of PTSD. You know, yeah. it, it can be all kinds of things. For me, it seems to be I just get wired and I can't focus and I can't shut down and I'll be awake for a couple of days sometimes. I know maybe catch 20 minutes here, an hour there, but I just can't. And then I crash, I know, and then I'm okay. But, you know, doing my art, that grounds me, you know, it gets that crap out of my head. I know. And I think having a hobby, something that, you know, helps you feel better is an amazing outlet. You know, it's an amazing way to cope. And for me, I love seeing the stuff that you do and the fact that you share makes me want to share more too. And it mm. is, it's hard to get out of yourself and it say, is. here's, here's something that I made with a bunch of crap that was happening in my life. And I turned it into something beautiful um, not everybody's an artist, so find out what what it is that that makes you happy. For me, it's it's cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to cook, um, but I don't get wired. I get uh, I get stuck in bed. Yeah, there were a few weeks there where I could not get out of bed. Yep, and it's different for everybody. You know that that experience is different for everybody, and that's okay. You know there is no cookie cutter, you know, mm-hmm. but well, girl, we're at about 26, a little over 26 minutes. So we should probably wrap it up. Um, <laughs> I uh, just want to say thank you to everybody for, for listening, hopefully. Um, and those of you who have listened uh, to the first part shared and who, and who are, you know, telling me or telling Beth, you know, Hey, this is an amazing thing you guys are doing. Thank you. I mean, you guys are important. You guys are going to be huge in this change that we are, you know, working towards, you know, in society and, and, you know, the stigma, you know, you guys are going to help us make this possible. Yeah. It's, it's all about not just the person who hasn't left an abusive situation, but the person who has and is, maybe just got a little tiny straw that they're breathing through above water. If we can pull you up enough to get your lips up above the water and, and, and get to be stronger, then it's all worth it. And I think I said that last time, but it, it truly is. It's our, it's our driving force. Yes. It's, Absolutely. You know, this, this is a, a process of healing for both of us, but it's also a process of, I you know, using our experiences to maybe help somebody else. And, you know, I would love to invite anybody who situation right now, 
you know, reach out to us. So we give you the email. Uh, again, it's double shot of catharsis at gmail.com. Shoot us an email when you can, when it's safe to. And I know I will, you know, I know Beth will, we will help you point you in the right direction. Um, you know, help you find ways to network, to find resources. Uh, we are here for you as best as we can be. So. Absolutely. And hopefully this time we will, we will process it a little bit more smoothly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, I, I hope so too. And I'm here for you and I know you're here for me and you know, we got this. So thanks for listening. I really, it means so much. Yes. All right. Everybody, everybody. Yeah. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye. Hi, Jen here. Uh, just taking a second to address something that we realized happened in the last episode. In this episode, uh, we neglected to uh, continue part of a conversation. We got sidetracked when talking about, you know, getting out of your situation. When we talked about leaving, you know, your abuser. Um, you know, there are many ways to go about it. You know, every way is valid, you know, depending on your circumstances. But often, more often than not, it is simply a matter of getting away, being being safe and you know you don't need to have any kind of conversation um you know depending on your situation depending on what you've been living uh so we wanted to address that real quick that you know that we recognize that and uh we uh will be using talking points from here on out because we both squirrel very easily uh we've got another podcast another episode coming soon we will be adding a second episode every week uh the second episode will have a guest uh whether it be somebody who has information uh you know expert in whatever relatable field uh, we will also be having survivors who want to share their story um, so that will be coming soon as well uh, we look forward to uh, being back you guys have a great day